all the desire. Oh, oh. I just want it so bad. So real. It's right there. Just wanna reach out and touch it before it all disappears. Sometimes it feels like everything is passing me by. Every now and then it feels alive. My ship has gone and sailed away But I, I gotta be strong Gotta hold on It won't be too long Now the tide is coming in I see the waves flowing Out there on the ocean I know my ship is coming in
Hello, 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 everyone. And oh. welcome. Uh, Rodney, can you hear me? I was going to say, can you hear me okay? <laughs> I, I didn't know. Uh, I remember you said that something happened to your computer. So I was like, wait, this song is gone awfully long. <laughs> well, I stopped it, and it kept, now it's just, it wouldn't stop. So I think I'm, uh, because when I got back on, it asked me if I wanted to restore everything. So I said yes. Well, once I thought it was restored, I hit the stop button for the music, and even now it's still just kind of turning, trying to stop. So I thought, well, I guess we're going to have to listen to this one out. Um so I just hope everybody got into the groove of it. I wasn't sure if you guys could hear me or not. So you can. So that's great. But uh, anyway, um, how you doing, Rodney? I know first day for you, and we got the time to chat just a little before the show, and you said it was a long day for you. How do you think this year is going to be based on the first day? Back well, I think that it- I think that it's going to be a, a great year. It's going to be a, a change for me because this year I'm actually uh, teaching at two schools. So um, I go to uh, one school for about the first uh, about the first hour and a half, and then I'm at uh, the other school the rest of the day. And then you know we've got the planning periods and lunches and all that in there. So it's it's a it's a new schedule for me. It's a different schedule. Um, I've never. Um, taught at more than one school at a time, but uh, definitely looking forward to it. Um, we have a new team uh, member, um, and uh, he's come in and just fit right in. And so, um, I think it's going to be a good year. I think uh, I think it's going to be a great year. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, this is the third year I'm in my current position, and it seems like every year we learn from the previous year and. Uh, we try to do uh, bigger and better things, and so uh, we have some ideas that we're going to try to put in place. And um, even today, I don't know if you got a chance to see the uh, the picture um, that we took today. Uh, we're going to try to do some something with that, but we're we're not going to necessarily start a club like I did last year with uh, shirts and ties. But what we're going to do is we're, we're just going to do our own thing and. If it catches on, it catches on. If not, you know, it'll just be us. So, but I'm yeah. looking forward to this I year. I did see it. Yeah, I did see your, you. The picture. I'm assuming you meant mean the one that you guys are, are dressed up in your in your suits and things like that. I, if that's the one you're talking about, yeah, I did see that one and liked liked that one. I didn't see. I think that was the only one I seen from you today. Oh yeah, that was the only one with uh, us with our with our with our suits on. Okay, great, 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 great. Well, happy first day, and I hope that this this year is a great year for you, and I hope the kids are are ready and eager to get going, move forward, and just do life differently um, this year, especially for those who are returning. Hopefully they got something out of last year and ready to grow up a little bit over the summer and ready to get going. So, um. Tonight, you guys, again, thank you for tuning in. The chat line is open. Yep, we are on there. Um, We have another session of our What's on Your Mind. Butterfly Evolution wants to know about it. So hopefully you guys have something to share, uh, whether it's what's going on in your life, in the world, or just something that you don't understand, want our perception or opinion on. Just feel free to chime in tonight, and we hope that you will. 
sorry about the last two, I guess two Mondays. Is it two Mondays, Friday, or three? How, how many Mondays have we been off the air? I think it was three. Three? Wow. Um, and I'll just I be honest, I, I, I have shared this with a couple of people. I just felt like I don't, I don't have much to share. I felt like I was just kind of running on empty, like a car that's running out of gas and, um, just took some time, so it wasn't Rodney's doing. It was just kind of my my saying. I don't have anything uh, to give people, and and maybe we can talk about that because I think so often we we forget to take care of our our ourselves ourselves. And um, thank you, Tasha. The listeners are telling me we've been off too, <laughs> Rodney. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so. But uh, that's a topic maybe we can get into because, again, so often I think a lot of people just forget that that we need to stop and just reflect, take care of ourselves, especially when we do what we do, Rodney, and especially with you being a teacher and coming here on Mondays, pouring out, you know, pouring out your energy, your thoughts. It can be after a while. It can really get to be a lot, I think, on the spirit, on the mind, and so forth. So long story short, um, I'll take the blame for that one. Um, just, again, just needed time for my own soul and spirit and mind. And I actually started, um, I haven't shared this with you, Rodney, but during that time, because meditation is something I've been kind of hitting at and and talking about, but not really consistent, had not been consistent in it, but became consistent in it over the past few weeks and to the point where I pushed myself, um, where I felt like I was pushing myself to go longer than the norm for people that who are starting out basically with meditation. And it was pretty, it seemed pretty doable and easy for me. Actually, when the time, I set my timer and I did it for 20 minutes over and over and over, and I would actually think, wow, this is too quick. This 20 minutes is going by so fast. And I, I would like to have more. So I'm going to eventually push it up to 30 um, minutes and then hopefully an hour. So I, I, I am, and I'll keep you guys posted on on my progress. But thus far, it has it just has helped me mentally tr- tremendously in that state. It has, I, I can see the difference. I can feel the difference even in my thinking, um, my just attention span, I guess, is what I would say. My clarity, I can truly tell the difference. So I'll share a little bit more about that as we get deeper into the show. But, again, the chat line is open. Phone lines are open. If you're listening by way of chat or through Facebook or any other uh, method and you want to call in, the number is 818-691-7406. Again, 818-691-7406. If you have something to share with us, select the number one, and we'll pull you in for that. Um, Please remember to register as a follower of the show, and you can do that um, by logging on to the site, blogtalkradio.com backslash butterfly evolution, and follow the prompt um, there that just says follow this show. I think it's something like that, or follow you can register through your using your Facebook, I believe Facebook, Twitter, 
maybe the only two. I'm not sure, but it'll, it'll, you know, the process is there and it'll walk you through it. If you register using one of your social medias that you currently have, then of course it's going to register as your name, as you have the name listed there. You can also register, create a username, password to keep yourself anonymous. So um, that's how that works. Rodney, you want to do the trash can, baby? Uh, sure. Uh, so uh, back after uh, two weeks, <laughs> uh, <laughs> hopefully in the last two weeks, uh, you guys have uh, moved your trash cans to a different location. Um, and if you have, um, I see that there are people out there listening tonight, at least by phone, um, and you want to share those experiences with us, uh, by all means, uh, please do so. Just press the number one and, and, and share those experiences with us. And even if it wasn't your trash can, it, um, remember the trash can is just a, a symbol. Um, but we do want you to uh, to take that seriously and take that to heart because the, the whole the whole uh, point behind moving your trash can um, is just for you all to see how often you go back and revisit um, its old location, um, because a lot of times we, we we do things because of because of habit. We're creatures of habit, and uh, we don't really know when we're doing things because we really want to do them or, we, or, or we're, we're, we're doing things because they're familiar. We're going back to uh, things or even people or places um, just because they're, they're, they're familiar. And think about how comfortable you are uh, with where your trash can is and, and how long it has been there. Um, so just... Uh, what we want you guys to do is just is just take a trash can, any trash can. It can even be at your job. Just take a trash can and just move it to a different location. And then the challenge is to see how often you go back and visit the old location. And we want you guys to uh, definitely tell us about that. Uh, back to you, Tammy. Okay. Well, we'll just get going right into it. Um I have a few things, not a lot. Um, I guess I have a few things that I will, will choose to because I can't say there's not a lot going on and, and on my mind and all that. But first of all, I want to um, just give a shout-out to Greater Lewis Street Ministries. I was there yesterday, and it was really a, a joyous time, a, just truly a blessing. So often... Um, and again, Rodney, you, you're not going to believe this, but the the, the the Brandon and I have have talked about this for two months now, maybe, and um, was prepared to get some recording pictures for the website. Totally forgot again. I don't know. I, I think it's the craziest thing in the world, but also humbling, I guess, because. We always forget to do it. Like we get so caught up in 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 the event and what's going on, till recording and and things like that just seem to slip through right through us. But no, nonetheless, it was absolutely just a wonderful experience, and I feel like I got so much more than the people who came to receive. Um, that I I got so much more from it. 
spiritually, emotionally, and all of that. So want to just give a shout-out to them for, for having me and being so welcoming and participating in questions someone was telling me today because I said, well, I feel kind of bad we didn't get through all of it. And he said, well, the reason you didn't is because people were so engaged and so um, they were just really attentive and participated with questions and comments and answers, which, of course, always prolongs the the time or something like that. You lose you lose time or lose your coverage for what you want to cover. So I just want to give a shout-out to those who came out to support, um, family, friends, and then those who attend that church as well because they were truly welcoming. And the topic um, was called to be inclusive, and it was coming from Acts 10, um, you know, Gentiles and Jews, you know, being so so separate because of, you know, Jews thinking that they were they were the only people of God and, and so forth. So it was really, really an interesting topic and one that, in my opinion, is is very important today because we get so caught up in ourselves and our status and, and you know, what we wear, where we live. And we talk about this all the time on the show, Rodney, for sure. But, you know, get so caught up in titles, um, stuff, things. And so, of course, when we do that, it just creates these, this this bridge between people, um, not just people, but in our relationships and things like that, the way we respond to each other. So it was really, really a thought-provoking topic because I didn't select the topic. The church selected the topic, and then I just had to uh, kind of build Gator Consulting, what we stand for, into it, basically, about communicating and and connectedness and stuff like things like that. So it was really, really, really interesting. So if, if y'all don't mind, we can start out there, Rodney, um, about being inclusive and why we find it so so difficult to kind of let people just be who they are and accept them, not saying that we have to bow down or, or maybe that's a bad bad way to say it, that we have to give up who we are. And, and in order to support who you are. And Rodney, uh, Tamaria get a kick out of this, but I was able to use her saying about the, um, you know, when you're crossing the street. And the people really seem to, to get it and, and be responsive to that as well. You know, and I actually pretended I'm walking across the street and the driver and so forth. When we're walking across the street, of course, and I asked, what do you, what do you want as a walker? What do you want from the car? You know, patience to wait and so forth. But when we are, we, we're reversing and we now, we're in the car, the driver, we want that person to get across the street as quick as they can because we want to go. And it just speaks of how selfish and inconsiderate we are as a people and wanting the same thing for people that we want for ourselves. And what I share with them was I truly believe that that was a pivotal point in my progress of transformation, getting to the point that you see and want for you as you want for others, how you want them to see you, understand you, or work to understand you, respect you, respect your 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 surroundings, um, your wants, your needs. And, again, not saying that you have to agree 
but respect me enough to try to understand my perception, my reality, where it comes from, and then respectfully give me your opinion or, or express to me why you feel that that's not the best way. So um, it was an interesting topic. So, Rodney, I'll turn it back over to you. Anything on that? So um, I can't remember when um, I heard it and or, or who I heard it from, but it was it, it was recent, and that's all I know. Uh, going back to what you were saying about getting caught up in titles, and um, a few things came to mind. Um, one, um, so last week um, and even this morning, I got a chance to listen to Steve Harvey talk about Vegas because he, he you know, he went to Vegas for the for the fight, and he was sitting, you know, very very close to the uh, to the boxing ring. And uh, last week and and this morning, he was just uh, uh, talking about um, rich people, and he was sharing with uh, his his um, his staff and and with his audience that. You know, people go to Vegas and like, you know, they spend money like it's nothing. And then this morning he was talking about, you know, just being around rich people. And what he said to, um, what he said on his radio show was, people think that athletes, actors, you know, any any celebrity or entertainers, are the people with the money. And he said they are not. He said. The people who really have the money, you will never know that they have it. You walk by them all the time. You sit next to them all the time, but you will never know that they have money. Now, if you sat next to Steve Harvey, clearly you know Steve Harvey is a celebrity, and we would instantly think that Steve Harvey has money. And and he does, don't get me wrong, but what his point was people – Worship and they praise and they they think that these celebrities have all this money and his and he was saying as much money as he has it's nothing compared to some of the people that he sat in rooms with who nobody knows and and so you know when we talk about uh, titles um, not really meaning anything or getting caught up in, in titles, to me, is it's one of those things where it's like you're getting caught up in the wrong thing. And where we like to um, put our face um, on front street or we like to be seen or we like to be noticed or, you know, we avoid uh, certain stores, um, you know, when we're, when we're spending our money, the people with the money shop at the places that we turn our nose up at because they're not looking to spend hundreds of dollars on jeans or, you know, they're going to a concert. They're not about to go and and spend all of this money because their money is tied up in other places. And before I move on to the next uh, point, Tammy, we have a caller uh, area code 678, and the last four digits are 9759. Caller, you're on the air. 
Hello? Uh, I don't know if they accidentally hit the button or not, Jamie. Okay, maybe so. If not, call or just uh, yeah. try a Select the number one to go out and then one to come back in, caller. Yeah, so, I mean, just, just thinking uh, about that when you mentioned um, titles and, 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 and the meaning behind titles, um, that's just something that came to mind. Okay, okay, cool. Um, you had, did you have something else with that? You were uh, saying another something? thing that I thought of, too, was um, as a teacher, um, and I forgot what you said that made me think of this, but but as a teacher, I feel like we lose our way. Mm-hmm. I feel like we as teachers lose our way, and I think that we forget that we used to be a child. Right. And and so when we get into these positions as teachers, um, it's very easy for us to say we don't understand or uh, we don't get why kids are, uh, are are doing certain things or, or, or behaving in certain ways. And we used to be kids. We used to make poor decisions. Or sometimes we can't relate because we're teaching a population with different experiences. And we can't relate, but the bad part is we don't even try to relate or we think that we have all the answers or we'll say, well, it's, it, it's my way or the highway instead of um, trying to um, understand and trying to relate and trying to figure out what is the best uh, path uh, for these kids. And, and, you know, I think that's why we are losing so many of our, of our young people because they feel like they can't talk to us. I mean, even when I was a young person, I felt like there was no point in me saying anything because no one was listening. Um, and so to to anyone out there, even if you're not a teacher, when you're dealing with people younger than you, remember that you used to be their age. Remember that, you know, while it sounds good that you want them to avoid the mistakes that you made, Remember that you made them and remember why you made them and try to win them over with compassion rather than judgment. Because if if young people feel like you're judging them, then chances are you're going to lose them. Ronnie, I think you bring up, make, take it to a, another point. Um, actually that came up yesterday as well. Um, when you talk about the teachers and how teachers kind of have lost their way and and so forgetting that they used to be teenagers or children and 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 in some sense made maybe not the same error or mistakes or had something some stuff maybe not the same but there were some things that an adult a parent mother father thought what in the world is going on it makes me think about people, oftentimes I think one of the things that, that adds to people losing sight or losing their way is thinking, well, I've made it. 
where I'm and in some sense whatever making it is making it making it is to them once they feel that way then they start to um detach themselves from what they perceive as normal people uh regular people because whatever label um whatever has made them believe hey I'm 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 different now or better now because I've I've made it to this point and one of the things that came up yesterday was one of course wanting the same thing for yourself and we've talked about that as you do for others and wanting to see that same understanding or 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 humility whatever the case may be but the second thing is realizing that you are no better than anyone else in this world no matter your title where you live what you have and so often we treat people based upon status and one of the questions that I asked was if the if I think I said the mayor if the mayor's wife visited your church would you treat her differently than just an average lady off the street that comes in you know searching in need of God or whatever in need of that include inclusion you know to be included and feel accepted regardless if you know her or not regardless of who her husband is and I think if we'd all be honest we fall into that in some way, shape, form, or fashion. But to realize that you fell into that state of, of you know, addressing people, treating people based upon who who they who, who their status. I'll say that based on their status or who they are associated with or to. But I think that's another thing. I just wanted to bring that up. That people, when you feel like you you've made it, you got to a certain you know, status in life, move to a certain area um, in a, in your in the area that you live in. You know, you got a certain kind of car, make a couple of more zeros than somebody else. But at the end of the day, people who have found they found their way, meaning the bigger house, the you know, the Mercedes, Porsche, whatever. Um, I'll even say degree, six figures. Those people are not. Statistics have shown that those people are no more happier than the average Joe. And in some instances, they're actually less happy. Because I think what people start to realize is I have this, but I have I have no value of self. And until you get to a point, I feel, this is my opinion, until you get to a point where you have peace that surpasses all, the money, the superficial things just don't add up to the contentment that one learns to find in self. To me, there's just nothing that compares to that. And I want to – actually, I had someone send me something. I'm going to see if I could find it. I'm going to turn it back over to you, Rodney, and I'm going to look for this because – and I just saw it again today, but it was the mo- one of the most beautiful things that I've read. Actually, I found it, Rodney, so I'm going to read it and then turn it back over to you. Tell me your thoughts on this. It says, the meaning of life is just to be alive. It is so plain and so obvious and so simple, and yet everybody rushes around in a great panic as if it were necessary to achieve something beyond themselves. And I thought that was, and it's by Alan Watts. 
because even when they achieve it, they realize that there's something about them that keeps them searching. Like, when is more enough? When, when do you stop needing more? And when is what you have enough? Be, so, back over to you. I'm going to bring in our caller first, Tammy, uh, uh, but I do have something for that. Uh, I'm going to bring in our caller first. Area code 404, last four digits are 1037. Caller, you're on the air. Hey, how you doing, Rodney? Hey, what's happening, Bo? What's going on? Hey, Tammy, how you doing, dude? Hey, Bo, Bo, how you doing? I'm blessed. I can't complain. Can you guys hear me pretty good? All right. What you got for us? Can you guys hear me pretty good? Yep. Can you hear me? Okay. Um, real quick, um, what's on my mind? You guys hit the hammer with the nail with what's on my mind. And you guys were talking mm-hmm. about um titles. You were talking about titles. And I had an experience um with that and it was dealing with a church that I was attending. Um I had a friend to uh, tell me that they needed a drummer at this church. So, um, you know, I went and auditioned and I pretty much got the job. Well, uh, I found out that the job pays like $100 a, a Sunday. So, you know, I let them know, that, you know, I was on a fixed income and this, that, and the other. You know, and that would be a little help, you know, a help to me, you know, um, weekly. Anyway, as I played for them, I noticed that the uh, pastor of the church, um, it was kind of hard to, to ever get, you know, a one-on-one conversation with him uh, or to talk to him. You know, even in passion, it was like he never had time. He would speak to keep going. You know, he was always like in a rush or whatever. Um, so after being there about maybe four Sundays, I get an envelope. Uh, you know, and it wasn't it wasn't a payday or nothing, just a, a regular envelope, and it had a sheet of paper in it. So I read the envelope, and it said that um, you are officially a department head. And I said, a department head? Head of what? You know what I mean? So I said, okay, well, I'll take this to the, the pastor and ask him what does it mean. Well, when I went to go to the pastor, they told me that I had to see a deacon. I went to a deacon, and the deacon sent me to another deacon, the determined deacon. The determined deacon sent me to the pastor's aide, and the pastor's aide sent me to somebody else. And all these people wanted to know why I wanted to talk to the pastor. So it was like five people I had to go to, but I never made it to the pastor yet. Mm. I had mm. never made it to him yet. So I was like, okay, what does this mean that I'm a department head? So the way it was broken down to me is that to be on the stage playing the drums makes you a department head in the music department and that you have to stay, um, you have to keep up with your tides. Every time oh, you get your, every time you get your, um, your, your benefit check, we need 10% of that. So I said, excuse me? It's like, yeah, if you fall behind, then we'll have to replace you as a drummer. You'll go on silent. 
I said, on silence? What's that? He said, well, we'll sit you down in the church, and you'll just have to come to church with somebody else and be playing the drums until you wow. make up the, the money owed for not paying your tithe. I said, are you serious? He said, he said, yeah, I'm serious, because you're a department head. Everybody who's on the stage is a department head. You're sitting in front of the church. You're this, that, and the other. But I said, bro, I didn't actually be no department head. I just actually be the drummer, and I auditioned for that. Well, that wasn't the kicker. The kicker was when they paid me $100, it turned out to be $90. So I said, well, y'all short me $10. He said, no, we take 10% of that, too. I said, get out of here. Are you serious? <laughs> He's like, I said, so you expect for me to pay 10% of my government check, and then you take 10% of the check that y'all give me for playing? He's like, yeah. So I was like, man, I got to see the pastor on this one. I really do, you know what I mean? Because I couldn't believe it. So I could never get a hold to the pastor. Well, lo and behold, I get ready to leave one day, and I go out to my car, and I realize why I couldn't get a hold to the pastor. Well, this is one of them big old churches, you know what I mean? Like a newly built church. And, you know, I had never, you know, um, seen the pastor come in or go. All I know is when he comes up in the church, everybody has to stand. And the music is playing and people are clapping. And it's like him and his wife walk through the church with bodyguards following them. But you got to be standing. If you don't stand, one of the ushers will come over and ask you to stand. You know, it's like he was a celebrity walking through there. Um, I knew, started to know, you know, knew knew that I was in the wrong place, and that this was, you know, a show. It wasn't for Christ; it was for for a show. Um, so I said, man, I gotta see the pastor. I know I can't go back to the deacons because they sent me to everybody, and I still didn't get a chance to see him. So one day, like I said, I was getting ready to leave, and lo and behold, I looked, and the side of the church lit up like a garage. I was like, but it wasn't a garage. It, it was painted like the church. It was, had the, the brick, the brick looking outside. It looked like the, a, the brick that the church was made out of. But it was a, actually a garage that led up. And the pastor drove out of there in a Bentley. So I'm like, whoa, he got a bat cave. You know what I mean? Totally blew my mind. So this man drives in the cave, cave that lets out into his office up under the church and then when he leaves he leaves out of the back cave so you never get really a chance to you know what i mean to see him or talk to him well this day when that door let open i was standing in front of the back cave because i'm going to talk to him one way or the other he's going to hit us for me so as he got ready to come out i stood in front of the the garage door and um when he stopped he let down the window he said can i help you I said, yeah, I, said, I got something to ask you, you know what I'm saying? I said, it, it just won't, it won't wait. I said, and every time I ask to speak to you, you know, you got all these henchmen out here that you got to go through. And then you, you, it took me like three weeks, and I still never got a chance to talk to you. I said, so today I want to talk to you. You know what I mean? I said, and I asked him, I asked him, you know, was this true about the, the tithing and the, and the department head and the taking of the, he said, yeah, well, you know, um, it's, it's called being obedient to Christ. Mm-hmm. I said, okay. He said, yeah, it's called obedience. And if you can't follow the, the, uh, uh, the man of God that God put in place, 
and be obedient, then how are you going to uh, follow the, the word of God if you can't be obedient to the man of God that, that Christ sent? I said, huh? Mm-hmm. I said, bro, I think to me, now, you know, that's being greedy if you ask me. I said, bro, I get a check from the government. I said, they don't even allow me to, to pay nothing out of that check. It's to take care of me and my family or whatever I need to do with that. But here you telling me to pay the drones for your church that I got to give you 10% of that check, which I take care of my family with. I said, I don't work a job. You know what I'm saying? I said, the reason why I'm playing drums is to earn a little extra to help me, you know what I'm saying, take care of that family. And I said, are you taking ties out of that too? You know? I said, um, I don't think it's right. He said, well, if if you can't, uh, you know, abide to the, you know, the rules and regulations of this church, then you got to find another church to play at. I said, no problem. You know what I mean? I said, you take care of yourself. And I went and got in my car and I left. Um, that right there is is what turned a lot of people off to churches. You know what I mean? And that title having stuff. You know that's how that's why you know um, the church that I go to now is a Baptist church. But when I tell you those people are full of love, man. I mean, I mean, they love on you so much, man. To it's like it's in it's just impossible. You know, people be like, wow, man. You know, I didn't know a church could love on you like this. Make you feel wanted, make you feel needed, just helpful. If you miss a day, they calling to check check on you to see how you are. You get letters in the mail, cards for no reason, just to let you know that you're a part of our hearts in this church and we love you. Thank you for the good job, you know. And they they look out for me every Sunday and they never ask me to put nothing in the offering, but I do. You know what I mean? And they take one collection. They don't have four and five. You know what I mean? And it's not about what you give or who you are or what you wear. A lot of times I go to church in shorts and it's T-shirt. You know what I mean? And and and, and be treated like I got on a three-piece suit. You know what I mean? And and that to me goes a long way. You know, um, I look at it that this same Baptist church reaches out to young kids. They 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 do. They have Bible uh, Bible bowl. They have. Uh, uh, reach out ministries that go out and talk to the young kids. And then the churches that have all this money and all this glamour and all this, they don't do that. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, I don't understand, you know, but the, the kids are steady falling behind and they're steady being led the wrong way and, you know, and listening to each other and dying at a young, unbelievable rate. And then, you, you, you know, you got people that's sitting up here that's getting these folks' money and not doing anything about it, just to have a title. You got people sitting up in church. Well, I'm the, I'm the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, what they call it when they, I, I, what they call the, 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 I'm a bear, I'm a bear, I'm a bear, something like that. Yeah, the armor bear. Yeah, I be calling yeah. the, the other thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Got, uh, why does the first lady got to have five armor bears? She ain't even preaching. You know what I mean? I'm like, wow. Yeah, five ladies following her around at all times. You know, she drinking more Kool Aid. <laughs> and Jesus, Jesus Rodney, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump back. I'm gonna jump back in here and 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 yeah. uh, uh, before I do, Tammy, did you have did you have anything? I'm sure you do. Uh, but oh before wow, I, go. I do. But you go first. I I have. I all have right. So, 
<laughs> okay, then I finished. So, <laughs> right. There is money. There, there wasn't. Money. <laughs> other than school, there wasn't a whole lot on my mind until to just now. Um, <laughs> listening to to Bo talk. Uh, so I'm going. I'm going to say these things. Uh, I, I'm really glad that you brought up this topic, just because I th- I think that it's one that um, it, it is it, it it is never too late to talk about it. It, it, it never gets old, um, at least not in my book. But here's what I'm going to say. Number one, the these pastors get away with this stuff because we let them. Um, we 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 enable them to manipulate us. We hand them the gun to shoot us with. We hand them the knife to stab us with it. We repeatedly support their habits. And I want you all to think about this too. Um, Think back to what you learned in history about slavery and how uh, how White people were able to manipulate uh, black people. Just think about slavery in the United States. The part that we always leave out is religion. The same Bible that we read today, the same Bible that we preach from today, the same Bible that we hold near and dear to our hearts is the same Bible that kept us enslaved for hundreds of years. Now, here's what has happened. Now that we have rights, now that we have freedom, what was a problem to us is now a goldmine. Because the same way those slave owners kept us in bondage and oppressed for hundreds of years, using the Bible and twisting the scriptures, guess what we do today? The same thing. We do it to each other. If you want if you want to go and become rich or live a good life, go start you a black church. Go start your black church. Because it is easy to manipulate us. We will fall for everything. And then we are the ones who are the armor bearers for the pastor, for the pastor's wife. We are the ones, if you're silly like I was when I was 19, 20 years old, waking up at 1 o'clock in the morning because the the, the visiting preacher wanted some, some, some snacks from 7-Eleven, we're the ones doing this mess. So you know what? I don't fault the pastors as much as I do the people who are putting the pastor on that pedestal. We have we have women who treat the pastor better than they treat their husbands. We have That's men who that. treat the first lady better than they treat their wives. And Ain't none of that in the Bible that we say that we read. We need to, in our hearts, I ain't saying all together, 
Because honestly, I don't have anything against church. I got a, I got something against the way the church is ran in most cases. But I don't have anything against church. But we need to step away from the church in our heart. And in our hearts, we need to find God. We need to seek God. We need to find out what it is that he wants us to do. Because until you do that, it don't matter what church you go to. You're going to make poor decisions. You're going to go to church, feel good for about two hours, and then you're going to leave and have the same problems that you had when you walked up in there. But if you if you seek after God, and if you seek after wisdom and knowledge and understanding, you might just be all right. But it has to be in your heart. And right now, titles are in our hearts. Titles are important to us. I'm going to say this last thing, and then I'm going to turn, turn over to Tammy. My former pastor um, used to say, if $100 means a lot to you, it will always be a problem to you. In other words, stop making a big deal out of everything. And the same thing applies to the church. If your pastor is a big deal to you, your pastor can always be a problem to you. Tammy? Rodney, you are so, so right. And I'm gonna start with the I'm gonna start with what you just said and kinda of work my way back. Um and we can tie this you guys right into being inclusive because a number of things that I, I think about, um, and I'm gonna flip this because I, I asked the question earlier, um, or I I, I posed uh, a question that I posed yesterday to the congregation. Um, if the mayor's wife shows up at church, do you treat her different differently from just a, a, a what we call normal lady walking into the church? Don't we often see people, and, I, and Rodney, you touched on this, treating pastors as if they are God, like the pastors, like you said, getting up in the wee hours of the night to go to a 7-Eleven, where the pastor ought to have some discernment and some sense to say, I'm not going to even send my Amma Bearer out to get to get this. This is foolishness. Let me pray this spirit off of me. That's that's just my opinion. But when you get so big and people make you, they, they feed that, we have to ask ourselves, why are people feeding themselves or allowing this to happen? And it comes down to what you said, some matters of the heart, Rodney, because you know what? People want to be included in that mess. You can put out something. I'll give you a personal example. I am really not associated with I'll say anymore with an with an organization it's not really active and it's called Soul Sisters. There are, we we this page is not active there's nothing going on this page. This page will get so many likes and it's only because of the title. You have to almost trick people into liking to showing interest and so forth, you almost have to trick their mind, and that's sad because that means and that tells me that people have no control over their thoughts, their thinking, and they don't even think about getting control of it. But you can just by the title that someone sees is going to determine if I read it. So we have to ask or if I want to join it. And all that says to me is people are looking 
for something that connects them to something of this sort, something that's going to be flashy, something that that is going to get me in the click, that's going to make me feel like what I said earlier, I've made it. I've made it because I'm associated with the pastor. I've made it because I am the pastor. But you can put a title on anything. You can title anything. But if you're not it, I can tell you I got a million dollars. But if I don't have it, it's not true. Period. And so the question becomes, why do we, like you said, start out right, they get away with it because we put up with it. And we are still, as, yeah. a, as a people and, and, and people in general, people are enslaved mentally and addicted to what's in this world. People work for, like Hebrew slaves just to be able to buy stuff and things that they rarely get to sit down and just enjoy. And it's really sad. We have a sickness of the mind, a sickness of the heart. And like Ronnie said, until you can go to you can go to ten churches every Sunday. If your desire, if it's not your desire for your heart to be truly changed, if that is not your desire, number one, to know that it's in need of change. Because see, to me, both with what I had had a similar situation years and years and years and years ago. I I was had some things going on and I tried so hard to get to my pastor. Could not send me all around the world and back. And it was a coworker who said to me, My pastor will see you. Let me call him. Not only did she have his number, she had his cell number and he answered. And because she said, I have a friend that needs someone to talk to. Can you talk to her? He wasn't at church, but, you know, he put he told her to put me on the phone. This man stopped what he was doing and met me. He didn't had never gotten a dime from me, but because his a member of his church called. See, that's what we need today. But when you, to me, and it's just me because I guess it, it could all be different, when you get to the point where you will go spend the money on a what, whatever kind of car you said the guy had, the, the, the pastor had, because to me that can, the car that, that a Bentley or whatever that is can change mo- most of your members' life. It could be a life changer for your members, the total amount of that. And it's and it, to me, it's just so simple. And Bo explained how he's at this church now that cares and shows they cares and that and makes them feel like they are included and loved and encourages them. Now, you don't have to tell me to tithe. You don't have to talk to me about obedience because you can't tell me something and want me to do that I don't see in you. We got to stop putting up with this mess. We need to start standing up, and I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. You're going to get put out of the church, but at least you put something on, on the people, on the minds of the people who are sitting there. I run across so many people that say, I don't go to church because I'm not going to sit there and listen to it. I'm going to be the one to stand up. Well, maybe it's time for us to stand up 
Because if they can, if they can easily tell you, well, if you can't, then you have to stop playing the drums. Really? What if that's my tithing? What if that's all I have to give? That is crazy to me. But y'all, it's happening every single day. That's the truth. For being put out the church because they can't tithe or they speak their mind. And what we do, we sit back and we take it. And we take it and we take it while they go on, seek this world and gain it. And enough of that, they'll get theirs. Because what we're doing is we are allowing souls, the, the, the souls of people who want God, who want to know God, they look at these situations and say, why would I want God with what I see going on? And the people that say they love and serve this mighty God, and the people that say they love and serve this mighty God being so quiet. Jesus turned over some tables. But yet we so timid in our walk and our talk that we hardly will get a flower off of our nose because of what somebody might think. And I'm okay with telling people, I'm not Jesus. I strive to, but I'm not him. Him. I'm going to tell you, like I've heard, I heard somebody say, you, you slap me and say, think I'm going to turn the other cheek. You better pray I'm being obedient that day. And obedience is on my mind. It's the truth. You bet. You best pray that that verse come to come to life before you slap me, because there's no guarantee. And I love God more than anything, and anybody. But there's still no guarantee if you slap me that I'm gonna turn the cheek. There's no guarantee. So it's heads or tails. You might win, and you might not. And that's just the honest truth. But we need to start speaking up and doing more than than we're doing. That's when things are going to change. But uh, until we are still enslaved and we are still thirsty for this world. And that's what it boils down to. The heart has not been changed. And people are not seeking for it to be. So back over. I don't know if both still on with us. I'm not on the site. Let me get back. Back over to you, Rodney. I'm here. Okay. Uh, Bo, did you have anything? Uh, no, that's basically, you know, what I want to talk, you know, about. And you know, I, I and you were telling, you know, telling it like it was, and it was the truth. And so was Tammy. You know what I mean? I just, I, like I said, you, you guys were talking about titles, and that was just one of the stories that stuck out that I, you know, I wanted to put out there. That um, you can't change everybody, but you can change yourself and your situation. You know what I mean? Um, I love playing drums. You know what I mean? That's how I I I pray. You know, that's what gets gives me glory, gives me strength. You know, that's how I serve God. You know, I ain't the best singer. No, I you know I ain't you know no preacher or nothing like that. But I give God glory in what I do, and I worship Him. You know, in spirit and in truth through my skills of drumming. That's how I serve. You know, and to be told because I don't have money that I can't do that. That's not of God. You know what I mean? So like Tammy said, you know, you have to be careful of them whom, you know, you, you, you fall up on the leadership with. Because a lot of times it's just the title of leadership. It's not in their hearts to lead you. You, you know what I mean? And that's all I have to say. Right. They want to gain. They, they're looking to gain right. um, the world, exactly. fame, fortune, 
and all of that. But but I tell you, judge, I'm telling you, they will be judged. They will be judged. And sometimes I think so will we for sitting back and allowing it and seeing it. Because again, the most important thing of that is you guys, we are we are losing people, and we were created created for God's glory and for His purpose. Created, I feel to mm-hmm. build His. To be a light, to be salt in this world. But how can we be if we don't address truth or address lies and deceit with the truth? You know, just like Jesus for them 40 days. He thought, say, with with that word, with this truth. So so we need to put the word back on these, these call it like it is, so-called pastors. And I'm like, Rodney, it's not that we, we hate church because I'm, I'm in this process of, of wanting to find a church that I can go to and grow and be called out. Like, Pastor, I want you to know me enough to where when I need to be called in and, and, and straightened out, I need that. But you can do that because guess what? Your desire is to continue to be straightened out as well. Your heart is toward towards the kingdom, kingdom-minded, not worldly-minded. And, and a lot of times I think that keeps us from stepping up and stepping forward because if I call you out, now you you, you got a right to call me out. So we don't mm-hmm. want we don't want to be called out. Some of us. So back over to you, Ryan. Thanks, Bo. Great, you you took us to a great place as always. Thank you, and um, you took me out on that hammer with the nail. We hit we hit the hammer with the nail. Thank you, thank you, Ryan. Country monkey. That was a bit. That was a big nail. <laughs> that was a good one. Good place to take us. I think I think it's just important to remember um, um, that one. No matter how great or small you think you are, uh, you don't know who you are to God, and so don't find yourself. Surrounded by people who man have uh, man has exalted, and then you find yourself feeling inferior because uh, man did not exalt you, because you could have been or could be the one that God is going to exalt um, in the midst of all those people, just like Joseph was. So don't 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 underestimate yourself, and don't and don't cheat God, or don't 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 cripple Him. Because you could be the chosen one. You could be the, the one that he called. And so don't feel like you have to bow down when you go into uh, places with certain people because, again, all it is is a title. Um, and just from my own experiences and even um, talking to my wife, um, a lot of times, we might be the ones who should be in those leadership roles, or we might be the ones who, uh, you know, should have the titles, um, you know, and, and and it could very well be 
you know, that one day, you know, that, that is coming. So don't feel like you are less than. Um, because even in the Bible, there's a scripture that said, um, that which you do unto the least of me, you do it unto me. And, and that was something that, that, that Jesus said. And so, um, and then, you know, it also talks about the the last being first and the first being last in the Bible. So, I mean, th- there's there's plenty of of information and and there's plenty of of, of wisdom uh, to give you the strength and the power that you need, regardless of the situation um, that you are facing. And then and then two, just because people have titles don't mean they don't have problems. Just because people live in big houses don't mean that they that they don't starve. It doesn't mean that, that their bills are paid. It doesn't mean that their bills are paid on time. Just because somebody lives in the trailer park or the project don't mean that they ain't living good. You never know how people are living. Um and so when you get when we get focused on these external things or when we focus on the surface we forget what matters the most, and that's what's on the inside. We could focus on the outside of a person all day long, but all that is is a covering for them to survive here on earth. And 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 think about this too: how many times have we have we uh, seen whether it happened to us or happened to somebody else, where somebody was, was severely uh, hurt, you know, backstab, broken hearted, or whatever. Well, that, that that's something that came from from an inside place. And so, what we cannot see is the most dangerous thing. We can't see what's in people's heart. We can't see when people are jealous. We can't see when people are insecure. We can't see when people are struggling. We can't see, um, you know, all of their all of their issues. We can't see when they're coveting. We can't see when they're murderers. We we don't know these things. And so, um, you know, at the same time, we also don't know who's going to be that person that's going to bless us, who's going to be uh, that person who's, who's going to listen to us. And so, um, you know, we can't be judgmental in a good way or a bad way. We have to take things for what they are, and we have to be open-minded, we we have to be wise, we have to be harmless, and I remember Tamari and I were um, at dinner last week, and 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 I asked her, um, who is the most important person, um, you know, at her job, and, and what is the most important thing at her job, and the bottom line is. You okay. and your well-being, you you are the most important, and your well-being is the most important. Because if those two things aren't right, you are any good to anybody else. If you are no good, how are, how are you going to be some good to somebody else? And so the moral of the story is focus on you. Focus on you. Don't don't worry about titles. <clears throat> don't worry about anything other than what matters the most. 
and that's what's in the heart. Tammy? Um, thank you, Rodney. You're so right, and, and I don't know exactly where it is, but I know there's a scripture that so a man thinketh it in his heart, so is he. And we think about really, really be honest with where you are because we tell, people say often that, oh, I love me, I know I love myself, and da-da-da-da. But if you really take a look, sit down and reflect on your life, your even the way in which you think, the thoughts that you allow to manifest that you don't you don't think about taking captive and changing them because the word also tells us that we have to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. But how often do you think about this particular thought? How what does it say about me and how I feel about myself and my life? Great question, Rodney. Who is the most important? important person and what's the more most important thing on the job people rarely will think about themselves rarely think about well that I have peace even on the job so often we put the professional life before the personal life which is why we get on these jobs and think what is going on because people are so miserable internally because they're constantly seeking to keep up with this world have people that have more than enough thinking that they're in poverty and which changes the mindset now you thinking that you've been created but God can't supply your needs when the word tells us just the opposite we just keep wanting 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 and we get to a point that we'll, we feel so sick inside about our worthiness, our worth, who we are, yet we say we serve the God that created us. But we think so little of ourselves, and we treat ourselves with such disrespect and unworthiness. And yet somehow we think the world is supposed to spend some positiveness, some greatness, because most of us are so torn up and destroyed inside. If you got the wealth, if you got all the things, it's going to come to a point where something has to replace those things. You need now more money so you can get more of the things. The phones, for example. How many more phones and upgrades do we really need? I'm so sick that I went down like a fool and paid all this money for this phone, and it is no, it, matter of fact, it doesn't come close to the little cheap phone that I had, in my opinion. Or maybe I just feel, I don't, maybe I don't really know how to use it or, or use all of that or need all of that. And here they are now coming out with another one. Well, just as soon as my contract, I'm going to be Walmart bound. Or wherever else they got the little, give me, give me just what I need and let me go. It's insane. <laughs> so when when you start to just, just really reflect and start to move and shift things in your life and realize that it's it's more peaceful, or you get more out of sitting on your front porch. You guys, I get so much joy since. 
change. I didn't change the yard, but the fly, seeing the flowers and the chairs out, and just being able to feel the the you everything is different. It's different, but you know why? Because my soul and my spirit is finally, finally on the same journey. That's just how I can sum it up. We're finally, we finally eliminated that middle man, as the Bible speaks of, that we have we have come to an agreement of what side we're going to be on together. And that is not a perfect place, but it is certainly a peaceful and a pleasant place. And what I say it's not perfect, because I still have stuff. I still go through things. I still have my own challenges. But my heart, my heart thinketh differently. It sees differently. Or should I say my eyes see differently. My ears hear differently. And my heart certainly feels, beats, and the perception of things have changed. So as Rodney said before, it has to come from your heart. And you have to keep at it. And you got to let this world go. And and realize if I have a dollar or a million, this world cannot, cannot complete my soul. This world cannot, if you believe in thereafter, if you believe that there's a better place, this world of what I have cannot get me through the door. So I'll ask again, and and when I heard this question, when is more enough? It was on Super Super Soul Sunday. I can't remember who said it, but when when is more enough? When do you get to a place where I am thankful that I had enough for today? Back over to you, Rodney. I don't know if, if 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 there's a whole lot more that can be said. I think that uh, I think that you got this conversation started off um, in the right direction, and, and and I and I really appreciate the example that that um, that Bo shared and the story that he shared, and I think it's important for our, for our listeners to know that. You just don't have to to settle, um, and you don't have to feel like you don't belong somewhere, because either you really don't belong, and if you don't, then you just need to get out of there, or no one should be able to make you feel like you don't belong, and whether that's at church, that uh, at your job, in your home, um, don't let anyone make you feel like you don't belong. Don't let anyone make you feel like uh, because of what somebody else said, you know, they're, they're, they're greater than you or because they put doctor in front of their name or because they went to, to, to school and got a master's degree or bachelor's degree that they are, are more important than you because, that's just not accurate. So I'm going to say uh, 
live your life um, the way that you see fit and do the things that you want to do because in the end, you have to be the one to answer for it anyway. So just make sure that you're comfortable and you're okay with the life, the life that you're living. Because hey, Rodney, can I, that, in, I think, can I jump in? Because I, I think that's very important what you just said. Um, people, I, I do feel people live live a life that they're not comfortable with and trying to keep up and fit in and they get so distraught and so ungrateful even with the blessings that they have and they lose sight of who they are, who they were created to be, and who they were created by. And the chase becomes not, as I read in that, in that, uh, that I guess a quote that the young lady sent me, um, the, the chase becomes not to, 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 to be better or get beyond self, but to fit in and be better than the next person. Um, and it, the, the quote was, I'll read it really quickly again because I know we've had a few people come in since then, but the meaning of life is just to be alive. It is so plain and so obvious and so simple, and yet everybody rushes around in a great panic as if it were necessary to achieve something beyond themselves. And we, and letting life, as you said, Rodney, kind of live, live your life, do your thing, but be true to yourself, recognizing that you're not perfect. You're no better than the next person or no less than the next person. Hold your head up high. Be grateful. But nothing changes in your life if your heart doesn't change. And there has to be a change of heart. And I'll say produced produced and guided by the Holy Spirit, but you have to surrender to that. Even today, how much time, answer the questions for yourself, how much time have you spent? Quiet time, allowing your your mind, God to feed your mind, your soul, to get in touch with yourself, with the things that you do, with the way that you live, with your perception and false realities based on that perception. How much time have you spent feeding your soul and your spirit opposed to trying to figure out what you can get, how you can get it, and what you want? Have you just been grateful today for life itself? And that's what I think that quote means because you can kind of get caught up in it thinking, well, no, that's not just what life is about. But, but oh, it is, because unless you're alive, you can't change it. So the meaning of life is just to be alive. So have you been alive today and thankful for that life? And, or have you been trying to chase something that's beyond you? Because anything beyond you is out of order. And some of us don't don't think of God as being beyond us. In a sense, maybe he's not because he's right there with us. All-encompassing, forgiving, grace, grace, graceful, merciful. But we forget. We forget. And if we had to add one right now, I'd say that's the third thing, is is learn how to do you and let life happen. And it doesn't mean all that you do is, is 
the right thing to do, but it means you're showing up so that you can learn and realize that it's not right for you. Don't get caught up in this world and all that it has to offer, because if you do, it will offer you hell and deliver it to you on a silver platter. And before you know it, you will wake up and your eyes will see hell again because it has to be hell here. It To me, it is hell here when you live in that. So do better by you. If you love yourself, love yourself and surrender to that. But be willing to allow God to change you. Have that desirable heart for that and be true to you. So, right, I know we were going to try to close this one out and not, and that's another thing. I think we we have to be mindful of, of ourselves, and I think that's how we end up being, or me, because I'll take responsibility for these last two Mondays. I just felt empty, like I need to feed me. I need to feed my spirit. So in, in saying that, we come and say most of the time two hours every Monday, every Monday. And believe it or not, you guys, sometimes for me, Rodney may be a little bit better at this, but I feel so empty at times. Like I give, 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 and that, that's probably difference in personalities and, and gender, all of that. But you feel like you give all, but, but what are you guys doing after this show is over? How is your tomorrow? Some of you have been listening years, and I bet you've not moved your trash can to even try it. Well, that that helps you identify with your thinking, with your thoughts, with how you just may be living on pilot mode, like you're in cruise control, like you don't have to think anymore. You're just, just getting up and doing life out of habit the wrong habits. So I say it to say, we, I'm not. I'm choosing not to come here unless we have people that are engaged and, and need it. I'm choosing to take care of myself and give you an hour, hour or so, unless you're willing to give us something back. Because year after year, how many times have we asked, tell us your story about the trash can. Did you move it? What did you get out of it? So we can't just be hearing, taking it in, and not getting it out. And that goes for all of us. So thank you all for listening. I'm turning it back over to Rodney to to do what he sees fit beyond now. (laughs) Uh, Before we uh, look to close on the show, Bo, did you have anything else? Uh, he may not be with us. Okay. No, uh, no, I don't have anything else, Rodney. Okay. Um, I think that this has been a really good show. I know that it is not the traditional two hours, but I think that there was a lot uh, in this 90 minutes. Um, if you wanted to get something out of tonight's show, I think that you very well could have. And I think that there was a lot uh, uh, to take away. I know me personally – um, I'm going to work to um, avoid things that don't matter mm-hmm. and 
people that don't matter and just try to focus on the people who uh, who are definitely in my corner and the people who, who have my back and those who support me and, and, and vice versa. And I think that if we all commit to the word change or the word transformation, if we commit to it mentally, if we commit to it spiritually, I think that we will start to see what we want in our lives. And I'm going to end with this. Um, something else that this guy uh, that I used to work with a long time ago, he used to say, if you ever want to change your life, all you have to do is change the way you think, and the rest will fall in place. Tammy, do you have any announcements before we close up the show? Um, other than for those who are listening and have not visited the Gator Consulting site, GatorConsulting.com, G-A-I-T-O-R Consulting.com, and if they've not taken the assessment, um, think about, consider consider taking it, and maybe I need to do a little bit more um I don't know, over the next few weeks in explaining the assessment again. And if there's anybody looking to, um, I guess, make some extra income, that is something that they can do as well, but they do have to take the assessment first, uh, understand what it has done and is doing for them, and then they can uh, talk to other people about taking it. And in doing so, they receive $10 per assessment. Uh, they receive their own code, number, and so forth. So that's the only announcement, and, and um, I'm available for seminars at church, at their businesses. Um, I've been doing life coaching, relationship coaching as well, um, motivational uh, speaking coaching and things like that. So so it's been it's been really good, and, and I'm just thankful and to keep Keep us all in prayers. Let's just keep praying each other through and out. That's all I have. Sounds good to me. Well, uh, we will uh, most likely not be on next Monday because we never air on holidays. However, we want you guys to um, enjoy the holiday weekend. Definitely be safe. If anyone is listening um, who was impacted by the uh, hurricane down in Texas. Um, just know that uh, uh, we are here for you, and, and and we want you guys to be safe. Um, or if you're listening and you have family or friends down there, uh, the same applies. Uh, we hope that everyone is safe, and and, and we hope that um, everyone has a. Uh, um, a very fast recovery because we know that um, there was a lot of rain um, that that was uh, dumped into into that in, into that area, um, and so a lot of things have changed. People's lives were impacted. I was listening to a little bit on the radio this morning on my way to work. So uh, just know that we we are always here for you, uh, just like any other time. So. Um, 
to everyone, please be safe. Enjoy your week. I'm going to try to finish these last four days of this work week. <laughs> oh, Lord. I don't know how y'all do this 12 months out of a year, but good Lord. But uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to next weekend. Uh, my sister and her family will be here next weekend. Um, my in-laws will be here. So just looking forward to enjoying everybody and having a good time and enjoying the holiday weekend. So unless Tammy changes her mind, we will not see you guys next Monday, but we'll be back uh, the Monday after September 11th um, for another great show. And, again, this is an interactive show, so come prepared and be ready to join us. Until then, good night, everybody.
Come on. 